shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is episode 121 of the Human Hope Podcast. I'm Carlos Whitaker, and I got one thing to say. Men, women, and children, hope is in the building. Hey, what is going on, Human Hope Familia? Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Chibocabeo, or Los for short. Oh, and do we have the hope today because y'all, like, it's, it's not even close when it comes to who your favorite guests are on the Human Hope Podcast. Because she's not a guest. I'm the human, she's the hope. Your favorite, Heather Whitaker, is here to begin our series on parenting. That's right. We've started a series on parenting. Now, hey, listen, I need to let you know something. If you're not a parent, I don't need you to turn this off. I need you to keep it rolling because everything I'm going to say, everything we're going to say, I think is absolutely valuable if you have any kids in your life whatsoever. So you got kids in your life. You got nieces, you got nephews, you got kids that you work with at school. If you don't have any kids in your life, I want you to listen to this podcast because a lot of this can help you deal with adults. Yeah. So today's episode, we, we what we decided to do is start off really wide. Okay, so we're, we're doing a whole series. I've got some incredible guests coming up that have not only helped Heather and I in our parenting journey, but have really helped so many so many other people. And I won't give away the guests quite yet. But what I do want to just kind of let you know about the episode today is that we went we went wide. We asked asked you guys a couple of questions. We're actually going to do another Q and A, like a bonus episode, quite possibly, quite possibly. So don't hold me to it, but. If, if we can find the time, we're going to do another one because I feel like that's something that you guys really wanted. When I asked, hey, what do you guys want? A, it was a parenting episode. B, or a series. B, it was just Heather and I answering your questions. So let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to lean into today. 
we're going to touch on fostering relationships with your kids, like not you and your kids, but them with each other. Uh, that's something that I feel like uh, we've done pretty well. How to navigate drama and emotions in the tween years. We're going to talk about that today. Talk about some family rules, some family guidelines as our kids get older. We're going to talk about what happens when you start parenting your kids when they're over 18. Some of you guys have kids that are like eight months old. Still listen to that part. Okay, we're going to talk about how to, how to handle teaching kids to interact with kids that aren't raised with the same values as they are. We're going to talk about healthy habits with technology. These are just some of the questions that you guys asked. And so Heather and I are going to jump in and do it for you. So friends and family, let, let me put the, the nice, peaceful Heather music's coming on. Oh, can you tell she's coming in now? That's right. Human Hope family, first of all, thank you for always being nice and loving my wife when she comes on the episode. This is not one of the easier things that she does, right? She doesn't necessarily like to put herself out here in front of thousands of people, but she did it because she does feel like this is an important conversation. And you guys asked some really good questions. So you ready? Friends and family, welcome my beautiful wife of 23 years, Heather Whitaker. Okay, so you just finished eating kimchi. I didn't eat kimchi. What was it? It was cabbage salad. But what was the big... Uh... Well, I, had, I was running late, so I had cabbage salad with leftover Korean meat, but then I also had leftover meatballs and sausage that were like Italian style. Yes. Because I needed protein. I didn't have enough protein in my Korean, so then I added that to my... I mixed it up with my Asian salad. Sounds good. Thanks for taking us down a deep dive into lunch. I'm that Thanksgiving person that like mixes it all together to make. And you're also bite. you're also in like a like a new thing, a eating thing. What's the new eating thing you're doing? My body is just not working so well, so I'm trying to yeah, trying to kind of fix it up. Mm-hmm. So I asked uh, Instagram a couple hours ago, hey, if if Heather and I could answer any questions for you. <laughs> what, World problems. Yeah. Uh, what, what, as far as parenting, the, the question okay. exactly was, if Heather and I did a parenting series on Human Hope, which, which it's happening, but also, are you going to be on more than just this one? Yes, you're yeah, going to be Berkshams. on. Yeah, the Berkshams you're going to mm-hmm. be on. Okay, so you'll kind of be be all throughout this series, I think. I don't know who the other people uh, are. I did. Whitney, who, did, who else did I interview for this one? Oh, Paula Ferris. Oh, and Sissy and David. Oh, I oh, was yeah. on Sissy. And you were on that oh, one too. Oh, that was my elbow. Oh, that sorry. <laughs> So, babe, you're, yeah, so this is really... Yeah, I'm going to physical therapy for my elbow. I yeah. go to the doctor to get some warts removed. For I me, mean, it's just, you know... You're creeping up on 50. No, you are. <laughs> Couple months. I am. So, I've got questions. Okay. I've got questions, and... Um, we haven't finished parenting. We haven't. Okay, so first and foremost, just know this. I don't know, is this going to be the first episode in the series? I think so. It may as well just Welcome start with us. to the wisdom of the Whitakers. First thing I'll let everybody know is we are in no way, shape, or form no. parenting experts. No. Nope. Like, we still have a 17-year-old that could end up incarcerated. Absolutely. Like, there could be a lot of bad things that could still mm-hmm. happen. We have a 21-year-old that could yeah. end up incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So... Take it or leave it. We're, we're, I feel it like doesn't this mean is, that you're a bad parent if your kid goes to jail. Yes. Thank you for you that. You went to jail. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that. Yeah, you've, we've talked about it. We have? Yeah. Okay. They may I, don't have know to if, dig, I don't know if Whitney knows they that. They may have to dig back a little bit in the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I did ask this question. If anybody has access to Atlanta, Fulton we're County... We're rabbit. Keep going. Mugshots. I'm trying to find mine. Okay. I just couldn't find it. Okay. All of that to say, we're not, we're not experts... We obviously have opinions. We 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 do feel like 
our kids have ended up somewhat. We're proud of our kids. We're proud of our kids because they, and, and again, the goal of the parenting isn't for your kids not have problems. Right. It, it's, it's for them to be able to navigate those problems. Right. Our right? kids have hit some huge, dream, huge problems. Yes. Adult problems. Yes. And yet what we're proud of is how they adulted through them. Yes. Or, I mean, adulted, even teenage. I mean, we're, we're not necessarily saying they hit some teenage problems. Oh, for sure. But they were mature enough. Yes. That's what I mean in adulting. They oh, okay. had maturity and... Not that they just hit it in adulthood. No, no, oh, no. Okay. No, no. Got it. Sorry. Got it. Okay. No, that's good. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and I don't... Wow, I mean, that's a lot. And this, it's only been, it's only been on for thir- like 30 minutes, I think. We're going to get to like three. <laughs> we are because Heather has to leave in 35 minutes. I got my minutes. wart doctor, guys. Oh, gross. I know. It's disgusting. It's a virus. It's on your foot it too, is. by the way. Do, can I tell them where your ward is? On my foot? Yeah. Yeah, you just did. Okay, cool. I just didn't know if you you were going to let me t- let me do that. Ready? Here's the first one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's just start with the very, very first one. Okay. Fostering sibling relationships. That's good. O- only child here. So this is someone oh. that is an only child. So it's all new to me. Okay. How, how do you foster sibling relationships? So, let me go first. Because <laughs> I know you were about to just start dumping. I love the fact that... that are you having a junior high moment when no, I said I, dumping? No. Oh. No, no, no. Um, I was just thinking of the time that you put Sohela and Sayana in one of your extra large shirts and made them stay together. Yes, until they could work it out. I did. I put them in a, I think it was an Atlanta Falcons jersey. Um, <laughs> That's all that I together. just had a picture of. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know if that was the right call, but. No. And you know what? Like, like well, first, let, let me just go very practical here. Our kids shared rooms, mm-hmm. like like the same location where they slept. All three. All three of them. Not because we didn't have extra rooms. No. For a long time. Yeah. Like like I'm talking about till Losiah was 13? Uh, no, he probably was like... 12? I mean, he's 17 10, now. So you think 11. seven years? Oh, no, they shared here. So. No, they shared here. I think yeah. 12. Okay. Somewhere so around So Losiah's 17. All three of our kids shared space with each other. At the very other. beginning, Losiah had his own room and he was never in his room. He was always in his sister's unless to sleep or nap. And I'm yes. like, why am I wasting a bedroom for yeah. a child to only sleep and nap in there. So yeah. we moved them all three together. We did. We did. Remember when we had them in, in, in a, a closet, closet with bunk, like three we, beds? So, you know, like like the shallow closets that you find and they just have sliding doors that kind of, you know, V out. We took those and we literally put, I, I just put like three sheets of plywood yeah, in there. Yeah, made it for us. And we stacked the kids up in there uh-huh. because they, they wanted more room to dance in Yeah, they room. wanted to dance party. All of this to say my my first inclination to lean into this question is why why do why do we feel like in America that every that that the American dream space. is every kid has to have their own room. Like that just hasn't that that wasn't what we did. Even again when we finally had room, we are currently in a home and our 21-year-old daughter and 19-year-old daughter are still in the same room doing the roommate thing. But don't you think this isn't about parenting, but it's just the American individual spirit that sure. every time we come home from another country, we're like, oh, because it's just, we love the community and the just family and just life in other countries Yeah, because we literally feel it when we walk off the plane. Right. And so I think that probably has a little bit to do with it. I think bigger is better has a lot to do with it. everyone needs their own room. Everyone has their own space. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I, we it's have just, just found that one do. of the things that we did was 
cram them in rooms together. You know what we also did? And I got this from Jacinda, who is my best friend, if you guys don't know that. Um, her girls, she had three girls, and she literally just did it, which is so fun because what they would do is they, so they had a three person home or a three bedroom home, not person, a three bedroom home. And um, so how they would do it is they would rotate. So every six months. We did this too. I know that's what I'm oh, going to do. Sorry. Every six months, a ch- like one child would have their own room and then six months later they would rotate. And it actually was phenomenal to see because we started to do that too at some point. Uh, and the it was interesting to see the different dynamics play out in your kids. It was not the typical right. relationship that they had. Did you just do that on camera? I did. I just put my fake teeth in because I want to practice. I want to practice talking. No, you take that out. You can't do it on a podcast. Really? Yeah, babe. You stutter. Okay, keep going. So, anyways, it was just really cool, and again, it just helped foster different relationships. Like, Uh what what would happen when you took the bossy one out? What would happen when the two emotional ones got together? What would happen when a boy and a girl only shared with one of the sisters shared a room? You know, like it just really changed it, and it was hard because it brought up things that, you know, when you get comfortable in a situation, you kind of have your roles to play and then it shifted the roles. And that was what was really cool because it was in a safe environment that we were allowed to teach our kids how to handle handle and engage in a different way. So anyways, I just love that. No, that is good. That is good. I mean, again, fostering. Well, hold on. This is a good question. We may end up doing that. I mean, now that I think about it, you know, it, that it's taken us eight minutes and 53 seconds to answer one question. <laughs> we may end up just doing an entire parenting podcast no. series. No, like a whole uh, show. You don't think so? You wouldn't do just a parenting no. show? How come? No. Okay. Thanks for that question. Do you have another one that you see? Heather is looking right now. Mm-hmm. She's looking. Lots of how to navigate girls. Okay. Girl drama. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Let's go. Uh-huh. How to navigate girl drama slash emotion uh-huh. slash tween years. It was really funny right now. I went two of my good friends that I hang out with often right now are in little kid land, which is funny. They have from a newborn to I think eight is the oldest. And there's there's six boys, one girl. Yeah. We just went to the creek and the boys are carrying these big boulders and they are filthy. They have mud all over them. They are digging in places that girls would never put their hands in, even though I have outdoor girls. like, yeah. But it just was boy and mess. And and just, it was so different. So different. Because Osiah, although a boy, grew up with two girls. So just like my brother, you know, they were dressing. I dressed up my brother in little dresses yeah. as the girls did too. He was staring, watching them. You know, he would bring his little car, Lightning McQueen, toy into like play with the Barbies, you know, it was the Barbies car. And so that was, it was just his, his, he didn't have that rough and tough thing. So the teenage girls, we got you. What was it? Like year 11 through 14 was awful for both of our girls. I felt like they came back around 
14. When yeah. they turned 14, both of them came back. They became normal functioning girls, but they're really close. They are 17 months in age and their personalities just match. And so, I mean, in the sense of they're completely opposite and they just work together. And so, yes, they fight. Yes, there's drama. Yes, literally, like, we pick up Sayana from the tour bus because Carlos and Sayana just got home this week from tour. Sayana, or Sohela has Sayana's jeans on. <laughs> and... This is three days ago. This was three days ago. And, like, apparently Sohela texted a couple times, but Sayana never got back, so she wore them anyways. Um, and so Sayana was mad, and literally they had just... Reunited. Been, yes, and so we're so excited to see each other, and then they were fighting. <laughs> and so it's like, you pick and choose the things that, you know, they're mm, going to fight good. over the clothes because they're teenage girls. And yes, I we continually have to teach Sohela. We're not throwing her under the bus. She knows this is this is public knowledge that she likes to just go and take things. It's and really so, public now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but she likes to go into a closet and take things. And um, Hey, listen, that is my daughter. That You do that. I, you will I, come home from your parents' house <laughs> with like your dad's undershirt on or like yeah, yeah, yeah. all the things. Okay, got it. Drama. Yeah. How did you handle the girls when they were dramatic? Because I remember days when Sohela would just be crying and she didn't know why. And you would just look at me with a blank stare like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, well, again, here's the other thing to know. We're speaking in broad generalizations here. Obviously, there's there's boys that maybe from 11 to 15 have whatever their issues. There are girls that are more into riding bikes and playing soccer than playing Barbies and all, all the things. But I, I think it's okay to say that girls in general probably are are struggling with th- what this question well, is. Girls are more expressive, yeah, because we've taught them to. Right, yeah. boys have to be tough. Yes, and yes. so girls, and we'll hear about that in the Dave learned, and Sissy yeah, conversation. Girls have learned to be able to be more expressive. Yeah, you know how how did I navigate that? Um, Losai is walking by right now. Uh, Losai didn't have to navigate that because he just kind of was was the was the in between was their little the little brother, but I, I think in remembering the drama, it was more how can I support, like Sayana was making you cry <laughs> all the time. And all, I just kept thinking day. like, I would go to Sayana and I was like, baby, I mean, I remember one time I literally looked at her before a trip and I said, can you <laughs> try to not make your mom cry like this entire, like for the next three days? And I just remember her looking at me going, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Because she, she, and, and again, she, we, she actually talked about this on tour a little bit. She's like, I, she was working through stuff uh-huh. like, like, and so remembering that, like they're, they're becoming women, yeah. like they're, 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 and they've got a lot of feelings and let them feel if they're big feelers, yeah. let them feel, don't try to suppress the feelings. So when you, when you, uh, you know, when you start maybe picking up on some of that, maybe drama, don't suppress it, but maybe just redirect it. And I also think, like, is it just drama for Caddy's sake? Or, or the, is it really, like, a deeper issue? Are they being triggered by something? Are the, is there something else? You know, I always tell the girls, like, if somebody's acting, is being rude or acting terrible to you, there's something else going on. Like, yeah. they're not just trying to be rude to you. Like, they are hurt. And so, like, trying to, I've, I feel like, kind of at the teenage years is when we started to learn more about that. Yes. Um, and so it really helped our kids in in understanding why people are acting a certain way, even if it's their sisters or yes. brother or you or me. 
And again, we've said this every time we've talked about parenting, which may be five times on the podcast, five episodes. We are just big believers in other voices speaking in right. to, to the emotions of your kids. And so for us, it was Daystar. It was Sissy. It was Dave. Um, pastor. It was our pastor. It was close, close friends. friends. Like it were, it was people that could speak in and that our kids would trust to listen mm-hmm. to. That was huge. And I mean, so, I love when, I mean, just the, like my girls have Marco Polos with like women that I'm friends with that like, I'm like, yes, please Marco Polo them and ask them yeah. questions. No, absolutely. So good. Okay. Good one. That one only took seven minutes. Okay. We're Sweet. Good. We're, we're, we're two. We're going to get to five. Yeah. We're, here we go. I like this one. I okay. like this one. Uh oh, wait. They all they all switched on me here. I, I refreshed it and I'll switch. Uh-oh. How about this one? Family rules and Ooh. or guidelines as kids get older. Technology, driving, dating, etc. Big mm-hmm. one. Big wide. This could be a whole episode in and of itself. But what, what do you think, babe? I'll let you well, start. Well, I think it's a it's a hard question because it depends on your kid and it depends on your family and it depends on their outside influences. And so for us. I was a very, very big advocate and very strict in keeping my word when they were young. Like if I said, I'm going to throw away away your toys and if you don't clean up thinking that that threat would motivate them and then it didn't. I literally went in and took a bag and took their toys to the Goodwill. So like, oh man, and, I just, and, and, and you know what? Only like it took, hurt me more than it hurt it them. Did, it did. Yeah, it did. One tough. or two times. They have more than enough, but all the things like it, your word is just the gold. Your yeah. word is the gold standing firm to your word because then they trust you. Even if it means that you have to do some things that are firm or yikes, that's kind of hard. Like they trust that your word is true, whether that's a good word or a harsh word, they trust it. So I think um, rules are different than expectations. I think rules are hard. Yeah. Hard set, non-negotiables. But we've also taught our kids, like we had a, we have a a summer rule, right? Right now with Lesiah, he has summer school. So he's doing a class and we, we, he has the rules we laid it out. And then this week, he's like, I actually want to talk about negotiating it. Yeah, about talking so, sure. the rules. Let's, yeah. let's talk about negotiating it. So we're not like, we're not dictators where this is our rule and we there's nothing else. But like, we teach our kids to, hey, let's discuss. Let's negotiate. Yep. Let's figure this out. And knowing that every rule is going to shift as ages shift. Absolutely. And, and I'm actually- And each kid too. And- the parent. Oh, that's good. So yeah. how about this? How about the fact that, that yes, the, every kid's going to be different at age 10, but also I'm mm-hmm. a different parent Absolutely. parenting Losiah at age back. 17 versus parenting Sohaila at 17. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, as you grow, as you change and also the dynamics of your kid, you have to learn to speak each other's language. You have to learn how uh-huh. to like Losiah or, you know, even today I was talking to my friend and they were like, What's Josiah's currency? I'm like, he, I've been trying for 17 years to find his currency, meaning what is his, like, what is his pain point? What would he hate losing? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so Hayla was like, when she was young, if I took away her piggy, her little stuffy, oh my gosh, the world came oh, to an yeah. end. And so she would do anything, you know, and Sayana, like everyone had their own. Sayana was like, if she went and sat on the naughty corner and like gathered herself and then came back, she would then come back and apologize. But like Losiah, he, he's 
so complex. I have yeah. still, he's 17. I haven't figured out <laughs> what is the thing. He wouldn't care. He like, whatever. I think, I, I, I think I know it. You can take away my phone. You can take away whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is true. It, it's, it's more complicated with him but to, you, but, to find it. But, but you, I'm still trying, right? Like yeah. you continue to try to figure out your kids, how they tick. It is true. So things, so, so again, family guidelines and rules shift as kids get yeah. older and as we get older. And so again, with technology and beliefs and culture and yeah. like there's just so much in there but yeah it's good. yeah so again we can't give you any hard rules because they all keep changing <laughs> um see we told you we can't do a parenting <laughs> podcast yeah wow <laughs> what what a long way to say i'm i don't know <laughs> today human hope is partnering with simple modern a fast-growing company that's one of the top drinkware providers to Target, Walmart, and Amazon. And y'all have seen me talking. You've heard me talking. You've seen me drinking out there 40 ounce Trek tumbler all over my Instagram. But here, here's, the, here's the problem. Losiah, my son, has stolen it. Okay, so now I've got to buy another one. Losiah has actually stolen my tumbler from Simple Modern. And I want to let you know, I need another one because here's the beautiful thing. And I'm going to buy it from them, not from Amazon, not from somewhere else, because the best part is that Simple Modern gives 10% of their profits to nonprofits that are committed to causes like solving the water crisis, fighting human trafficking, education, ending homelessness, and so much more. I love it. So this is what I want you to do. Go to www.simplemodern.com slash human hope. And by sharing your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you or bundle and save for back to school. Our next partner is Athletic Greens, and I take AG1 by Athletic Greens, literally. I, you know, I've been accused of saying literally too much, but it's because everything I do, literally, I take it every day, okay? I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, but it ended up giving me increased energy. I, honestly, like, I just don't get sick, okay? Um, and I have a hard time taking pills and vitamins and trying to figure out which one works and why I need to take it. I take AG1 in the morning, uh, right before I drink my coffee. And you know what? Sometimes I realize I don't even need to drink my coffee because it's given me some energy. Okay. It's hard for me to keep up with supplements that come from, you know, all kinds of different places. Why not just take a scoop of AG1? Because that is what it is. It is a supplement with so much stuff in it. Over 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me all kinds of benefits. All right, so my AG1 is sent to me every single month, so it's easy to take. They even give you little free travel packs, which, listen to this, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and here it is, five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash human hope. That's athleticgreens.com slash human hope. Check it out. Okay, how about this one? Parenting 18 plus. Ooh. How to teach independence, comma. Well, I don't know why I said comma instead of just pausing. <laughs> how to teach independence. Wanting to be <laughs> responsible in a teen. What do you think, babe? Oh, I have an idea. Okay. Put it, put them on a plane, send them to Paris for two months on through two and a half months on their own, and they'll they'll learn independence really quickly. Yeah, I th I think that that doesn't start at eighteen. I think that starts at two, right? Like when they're able to eat for themselves or 
you know, you're constantly, that is our goal as parents. We're constantly trying to release them into another stage of independence. So Mm -hmm. whether that's eating, whether that's getting dressed by themselves, whether that's unloading the dishwasher and doing their dishes and like all those things are steps for preparing for that. So I think at 18, it's like, okay, let's, now you actually get to like Sayana is like, the IRS is out for me (laughs) because she got a bill for the IRS. No, they're not out for you. They, you just have to pay your, you know, your taxes. And so that kind of stuff is just, it's fun as they're 18. But I also think that like, we should be doing it as they grow. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm not adding anything else to that. I like this one. How to handle teaching your kids about interacting with kids who aren't raised with the same values. Mm. Right. So, so friends with, you know, again, cousins, we have cousins that are my sister and I love each other, but we just. There's have different, different value, value systems. systems. Yeah, yeah. Different value systems. So how, how did you teach the kids that? Cause so, so, you know, say, say, say it isn't necessarily family, say it's just friendships and they, they realize, I, I think, I think for me, there's an understanding that my kid is always going to test the boundary of our value system. I think that's okay. I think that, that you set up your value systems, you teach your value systems, you show your value systems. Just, I can't say value systems three times fast, but just as Jim, <laughs> Jim would say, you know, uh, Jim, uh, one, one of our, Jim. one of our, our, our pastors, he, he's a former pastor of our church. He'd say with kids, most, most things are caught than drop or no caught than taught. But meaning that they're they're catching these things. I was going to say model it. Like yeah, yeah. have people in your home that think differently and have different values. Than yes. You. you just said that a lot quicker than I was saying Sorry. it. Sorry. Yeah. Find people that don't have the same value system as you. Be friends with them in front of your kids mm-hmm. and then watch your kids go, oh, this is this is 100%. possible. Yeah. This is this is available. Like this is something I can do. Uh, would that be your answer? That's my answer. Okay, great. Let's see. Oh, I mean, how about this one? Uh This is a little bit different, but um, mean girls, how to keep from raising one. Oh, Oh, that was a twist. Yeah, a little twist. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Gosh. Now, mean girls, this, I'm reading that and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is just like a, this is a thing. I I didn't, I didn't. Don't you remember Sohila? Sohila had the worst time. Oh yeah. With mean girls in her. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, there's a reason a mean girl's mean. A hundred percent. So... Again, this is me not even knowing what necessarily mm-hmm. what Mean Girls m- means, but I I think there's if there's a if there's anybody that's mean. I I just remember Losiah once somebody made fun of him in I mean he may have been ten nine at church and he came back and said, well you know what like it kind of you know it was a little bit of a bigger deal how someone made fun of him and he's like well I've heard that that they're they're having a hard time with their parents at home so right. like already. Again, that goes back to that question earlier. Like we have taught our kids that people's actions that are usually negative and not kind and not good are a result of pain in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, and also understand this, like. It doesn't mean it's acceptable. Well, and you don't have like ultimate, your kid isn't like a robot that you can plug in a whatever, a, a chip and suddenly they're a nice girl versus a mean girl. Like. Don't let, if, if your child, so if this question is coming from my daughter is me, mm-hmm. don't let that be a reflection on you. And suddenly you feel shame for whatever. Oh, for sure. There is, there's, there's a pain point uh-huh. in your daughter. I have a good example. Okay, great. So Hala and Sayana are friends with these 
um, twins. They still are friends. They were over here last week. They've been friends for 15 years. And so they're a little itty bitty, but the twins are phenomenal singers. And so Hala can carry a tune. Sayana, she didn't get the musical gene. So when they would be little <laughs> and they would be playing at the piano and like, you know, everyone singing Taylor Swift, da, da, da. And Sayana was trying, but she knew she wasn't great. Sayana would be mean. Mm. She'd be controlling. She would say things that would cut. But no, the girls didn't realize it's because she feels less than or, you know, however she would want to fill that part in. But as a parent, I was able to see, ooh, she's doing that because she wants to sing. She wants to be able to be like the other three in that capacity. And they never said anything to her. They didn't make fun of her or anything like that. But yet, you know, you know, you know, if you can't do something. And so she knew she can do it. And that would then, you know, filter in. And so just trying to help your kids either A, acknowledge that or B, like kind of, you know, just handle with care. I think teaching your kids to understand people are hurt, but then also not to like when, if you're raising somebody and you see your kid being mean, okay, the why, what, what's causing that? Always go back to the, what's the root of that? What is causing her to act and be, be grouchy, be mean? Yeah. And, and also Take that just as serious as you would any other medicating behavior. So, sure. so like, like, Absolutely. like your if your kid is if your kid is smoking drugs or drinking and they're fifteen, you're they're probably go, you're probably going to put them in therapy. You're probably going to sure. get help. If your kid is mean, maybe they can talk to a therapist. Maybe they sure. can talk to a counselor. Maybe you can you know lean into finding what is the pain point that that is causing it. Mm-hmm. So it's just being mean is just an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny as I scroll these questions, Heather. Heather, I, wow. What? You never call me Heather. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Heather. Sorry. That's, Thanks, that's like my, my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like my co-host. You're Heather. <laughs> the, the amount of how to survive the middle school mm. years, how to make it through the teenage years, like the amount of that mm. is, is, is a lot, mm. it, which actually also shows me that where the majority of my Instafamilia is parenting in. I know, because I was going to say, the girls I was with today, they're like, how are we going to survive this? You know, the little years. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and I, again, I, I just want to make sure everybody knows that there these are seasons. And there's a beginning to a season. There's an end to a season. They will make it through the season. You just have to hang. in the season, there's, there's like ups and downs, yeah, right? Like yeah. we've loved, 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 loved teenage years. And would probably say if we had to redo a, like a season, a season because we enjoyed it so much, it would be teenage years. Uh-huh. And yet it's been the most brutal yeah. of all of our kids having to face things that are heavy and hard and literally like have us in tears at night at times. Oh man. And so like, we're, we're aware of the hardness of life of the things that our kids have to deal with. And it's brutal. Mm, It is. It's. And so just understand that we know, but we can't, we, here's the thing. We can't just resign to, Oh, teenagers are terrible. Right. Let them go and hope they come back. Like you literally have to lean in and press hard and really like really, 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 really be there for them. Even when like, you're like, you're the last thing I want to be around right now. (laughs) You have to, figure out what is a common place that you guys can connect on, that you guys can, you know, and do things just like Lisa, like Lisa, you've all heard our, 
our podcast, if you haven't heard our podcast, we were very open to the fact that we like to argue together. And so he asked me one day to drive. And I said, I can't because when I taught the girls to drive, we argued the whole time. Now, I didn't have a relationship with the girls where we fought a lot. So that argument was fine. But but with Losiah, I'm trying to protect our relationship. And mm, I, yeah. I don't want to argue with him. I want to actually have, you know, a relationship that is kind and loving. So Carlos is so patient at teaching our kids how to drive that that he gets to carry that for yeah. us. So I think just learning, learning kids, learning, you know, where to push, where not to push. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You have seven minutes left. Ooh, give me a good question. I like this one. How to navigate your struggle with church, but make sure your kids know Jesus. Maybe Heather can't answer that because she doesn't have a struggle with church. I don't have a struggle with church. Um, so, so this person is, is saying, I... Maybe, maybe there, someone else asked me this question on, on tour as well in Dallas. We've raised our kids in the church and youth group, and suddenly we have a problem with the church and we are no longer going to that church anymore, or even we're just starting to deconstruct and starting to think differently about faith in general, but our kids have their own faith too. How do we continue to parent them well while us as parents may be navigating difference of beliefs than what we've raised them as. Why didn't you answer that one? Okay. I don't know if I'm a little more. Um, well, go ahead. Say, say what you're a little more and then I'll come back. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, there's not going to. I, I would say this. Just make sure that, you know, I think we all want to raise kids with our own value systems. and But as we continue to grow ourselves, let, let your kids, if your kids are loving their community in the youth group. And if they're loving, if that, if they're like, I can't fathom, it would be a good parenting decision to just yank that away from them. Because suddenly what you've done is you pulled out the rug from underneath them. Even if you have a problem with maybe what you think, you know, the church looks like in 2023, guess what? It's probably a lot safer space for your kid. And so, you know, don't just yank it out from underneath them. Um, Talk to them about it. Let them know if you've decided to you know, stop going on Sundays, maybe you can still take them, you know? So I, I guess I just would say, just be careful because, mm-hmm. because any drastic decision you make is going to impact. And, and even if it's small little traumas, like it's, it could be traumatic for a kid to, uh, to yeah. get, you know, pulled out of something because the parents somehow, you know, now believes differently. So anyway, I answered that for you, babe. I was really hoping you'd answer because I, mm. I, uh, I could see your eyebrow doing that mm-hmm. thing. It's still doing the thing, but. No, I know. We'll, we'll talk about that in another series. <laughs> How about healthy habits with technology? Honestly, if I had to do it over, I wouldn't give my kids technology until they're like 16. Yeah. And they could be the weird ones that wear homemade dresses, but it's just too much for them. I think it's too much for, they don't have, it's too much for us as adults and they don't have the capacity. They don't have the brain, literally their brain is not developed and yet we're placing this loaded gun in their hand and they just don't have, they don't have the capability for it. So, and then I would ease into, you know, different things. Uh, That's one thing I would do totally different if I had to start over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I agree. I think the data is clear on that. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's, uh, you, you read what screen time does to a kid's brain. Like there's, there are research is coming out. And so, you know, it is, it is still relatively new. I think just like cigarettes were in the 1940s, you know, suddenly they had to put warnings on them. I think all those things, but also I think that understanding that your kid is going to, at 18 years old, Mm -hmm. um, going to move out 
maybe maybe it could be 20 who knows but at some point it's going to leave your covering and they're going to walk out with a device in their hands right. so how do you prepare them adequately yeah. to do that um in a in as healthy a way as possible so and i just answered a question someone the other day asked this and um i i feel like it's less about like limiting screen time and actually providing them with enough fun in life and enjoyment in life and things to do in their life. And that could be work. That could be reading. That could be, it's not like all play, but like that they don't really have time to have screen time, you know, like I, they want to do other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, you know, and, and again, yeah, I think it's, it's just going to be a constantly shifting target. Right. Losai and I, the other day, were like, hey, like, so what app on your phone are you having the hardest time quitting? You know, like what, what is, you know, for, for me, that would be Instagram, right? For him, it may be something else. So it's like constantly asking yourself, okay, like what is the thing that I can't stop? And then trying to, you know, put something in place for that to happen. So I just think it's What's your moving. favorite thing that you did as a parent? Uh, what's my favorite thing I did as a parent? <sighs> Probably for me, it was, it was when the kids were smaller. I, I was just, this is going to sound so lame, but it was on the bed, all three of them tickle fights constantly Tickle monster is what mm-hmm. what we called it, yeah. and we we would just do that for feel like hours. Mm-hmm. I love that, mm-hmm. and it was like my my physical touch, you know, affection kind of you know piece of it. How about you? Mm, probably like same age age range of just like family nights, yeah. Where we I would do like mini take a theme birthday party and pare it down. Like I would go to the dollar store and maybe f- spend $5 and yes. print out things, you know, but like we, if it was butterfly night, we'd have butterfly headbands and butterfly coloring pages and we make pancakes that look like butterflies, you know, and it just was once a week, we had something fun to look forward to. Yeah. And that was like, the kids look back at that. That was great. What happened when Sohala released her butterfly after um, the butterfly pancake day? A bird came and ate it right there in front right of us. Right in front of us. After she raised that butterfly from a little thing, it flew away and that was a good move. Was murdered. We right talked in front about of her. circle of life. Yeah, it was good. In tears on the way to church. Hey, babe, I, I really feel like we're gonna actually have to do this, do some more of this because okay. this was. <laughs> I gotta this was go not get enough. my warts taken off. <laughs> okay, go go get your warts taken off, and uh, um, we'll I'll I'll come back in a second. You know, if there's one thing that. I want to do an entire episode on with my wife. And we may do this may be the bonus episode if we end up doing one. It's on maybe us as parents how to navigate the season we're in, right? That's something we haven't really leaned into a whole lot. I, I posted a, a Instagram post of maybe a week ago, a few weeks ago, where you know, I'm 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 at home recording this podcast alone because my whole family is in Los Angeles. And by the time I come back, they'll be back because I'm leaving on tour and Sienna will be moved out. So it was the last night that my family of five will ever be a family of five that permanently lives together under this roof. Of course, we're going to, Sienna's going to come home at Christmas and Thanksgiving and who knows when she's going to sleep here. She's staying in Nashville. But it it just kind of marked the end of an era and I wasn't really ready for it. (laughs) You know, people tell you about, uh, I mean, you dream about your daughters walking down the aisle, them moving to college, all these big life moments, but you don't ever think about the last night, right? That you're family is a family. Ooh, man, that brought a lot of emotions. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll lean into that just a little bit. Friends, thanks so much for hanging out with me. And hey, Dr. Delight, come on in. Hold on. We, we got to do the rap. Ready? Y'all know what it is. Together. Men, women, and children. Ha, 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 ha. 
Hope is in the building. Oh, I just added that. I added it. Hey, thanks for listening to the Human Hope Podcast. Next week, oh my gosh, next week, we're going even more behind the scenes in our parenting, okay? Because we are bringing our kids' therapists on the show. Oh, no, we're not. They're not going to disclose any information about my kids. But David and Sissy, David and Sissy from Raising Boys and Girls, that's right. David Thomas, Sissy Goff are coming on the show to talk about mental health and our kids, specifically in parenting. You're not going to want to miss that episode. Make sure you're subscribed. You're going to miss it. I promise you'll miss it. You'll forget. So subscribe, follow the show, and I'll see you next week on another episode of Human Hope.